When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is brought to you by X Factor Predictor, the Facebook app that knows who's going home before they do. Get the inside track on next week's X Factor at xfactorpredictor.com or search for X Factor Predictor on Facebook. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that went on strike and nobody noticed. This week on Heart and Hand, alternative ways to spend your weekend when the refs are striking. We record this pod on a Sunday evening and nothing momentous ever happens on a Sunday evening so it was nice of uh, the, the Scottish establishment to get together with us uh, and run past their decision to release the news of the strike which will be discussed in, in full detail with much finger pointing I'm sure from my usual coterie of top notch award winning guests Mr Scott Vandenacker first of all I'm on strike sorry I'm not saying hello I'm on I'm nobody, withdrawing my labour And nobody cared It's no. the dulcet tones of Mr Mark Dingwell Felicitations, my children. And joining us is the author of this podcast, it's Mr Fraser Martin. Hasta la Victoria Siempre, brother. Do you have a butler called uh, Hobson? Raffles. Raffles. (laughs) Raffles, the gentleman tramp. That would be very much uh, in keeping. Um, I've decided we should be award-winning, by the way. But we haven't technically won an award yet, but I want to say the award-winning podcast. Hmm. Um, Is there anything we could go for? Would it have to be... uh, A real one? A real one. Well, I'd prefer it. 2003, David, can you remember? With Celtic fans. They wrote and demanded that they be given one. Yeah, for not writing in Seville. Mm -hmm. Why don't we write to someone, regardless of the answer? Well, I I could write to you if I say, I didn't riot in Manchester. I know other people might have bad. We had a cup of tea, in fact, with your dad. Yeah, Yeah, my my podcast, guys, (laughs) none of us were involved in any shit in Manchester. Did you, if I give us an award? Um, I might have sung the Billy Boys. What? (laughs) What? You can't (gasps) be on the pod. We could get done. I'll, use, I'll lose my grant for the government for You're this. You're going to be examined by Graham Spears. Yeah. <laughs> Turn yourself in. Yeah, no by mouth will be all over us. Uh, we've got to talk. We've talked about Celtic fans demanding things, and uh, their demands have, we are reading in, uh, mm-hmm. in various websites, that their demands have led to the collapse of the game in Scotland. <laughs> yes, well so we done. always knew it would happen, so thanks, Tims. Um, well, it's been coming. We've tr- we, we said last week we weren't going to discuss it, but given that we'll have no <laughs> game next week because of the Manx, I think we've probably got to mention it. Mm. Scott? What can you say? Um, that uh, old Tims should be taken outside, beaten for a part in this, and then um, forcibly sent back to whatever, whichever country it is they profess to want to come from? That's what I was about to say. Ah, right, um, I was talking to Fraser just, just before we all got here, and uh, 
for years we've just tried to share the city with them and thought they are absolutely mental. Was that them. our first mistake? And yes. Yeah. Was that our first they mistake? They always claim they were picked on by our forefathers. Not enough. No, obviously. clearly not. No, not enough. Obviously. You know what we should have done? We should have put them all in East Kilbride. Didn't we try? We did try, and then we put hunters around about yeah. to, to keep them there, to yeah. make it difficult for them to get they made out. all houses look identical so they couldn't find their own house anyway, even if they got out the roundabout. It spilled everywhere and suddenly yeah. they're Celtic fans everywhere. Fraser, I know you're very passionate about this subject, uh, and usually more erudite and less likely to, to you know join me and Scott and Mark and it's all the Tim's fault, let's all get a taser and go out and, uh, and, and exact our revenge. What's your views on this whole farago? I've bought a taser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally he joins. <laughs> I was welling up with emotion this time last week, uh, just uh, my frustration with them. Didn't think it could get any worse, and here we are. We're staring down the barrel of no football. I just, I, I hope if the, if the referees go on strike, it means UEFA have to come in and investigate what's the reason behind it, and um, we actually get a bit of closure, a bit of clarity. Ouch, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny all these appeals to UEFA that they keep making about the Huns going to come and do something about our Scottish football and it turns out if I might do something about Scottish football find them a million pound would be nice I, I, th- I think we should uh, basically I think that the only uh, the, the only way that this can be resolved is for Celtic to be immediately disbanded um, and all the players forced to, to work in some form of salt mine mm, yeah. um, Mark Dingwall is actually my little ray of sunshine on this pod as you guys know yeah. he's, he's always the cheeriest voice always the happiest guy mm-hmm. and Mark was actually telling me uh, that there is uh, a little silver lining to this as far as Rangers are concerned with uh, no football next week well I mean if you, if you look at we're not going to be going to uh, Tanadice with a, a weekend squad and we're going to have extra time to recover from the Man United game should it's everybody a conspiracy should everybody in the SPL bar Celtic be awarded three points and just told not to play next why week why don't we just go down the route of the uh, very fair punishment handed out to Dundee i.e. take 25 points off them yeah I wouldn't want to win the, 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 the league that way. I would, would, would there be a chance to get relegated? Because yeah. I wouldn't mind winning the league yes. that way. Uh, it no, was. So, can I say, as long as Aberdeen on the SPL, yeah. a 25-point deduction is not really... never be enough. You can't not make this ridiculous, can you? You can't not say this. When Peter Lawwell uses a statement at the AGM, we hope our pressure on referees will pay dividends, then it's very clear what Celtic are trying to do. And I, for one, laugh that it has blown up in their face. There's no yeah. point getting upset about this. Um, Celtic have brought this upon themselves, and now the whole country can see exactly what they are. Well, they've been at it for ages, though, because they've had the Green Brigade in... You know, bigging them up. They've, you know, they've reserved a section at the stadium for them. I think you'll find that they're called the Gearn Brigade. Yeah, they've got the, you know, they've got the Celtic Supporters Trust and the Celtic Supporters Association in, and giving them all the chat about how they're all downtrodden and it's all a nightmare. And you know what? If you start believing all that and start that's your policy, it's going to bite you in the ass. And at last, it has. They're nuts. The victims have uh, finally turned upon the bully, and uh, the consequences for the bully are not going to be quite what they thought. After all these years of fun, blaming people, baiting them, um, you know, putting private detectives on them, attacking them at their homes, etc., etc. So, in the words of a 1970s advert, how are they going to explain this to my nan? I have absolutely no idea what he's on about. And again, how can he make the word my nan sound sinister? I just think we should cut that 
My nan. My nan. And use that as a theme music, actually, uh, instead of the just say that my nan is, is, is not a reference to anything untoward. Yeah, you would say that. Celtic, uh, Fraser, you mentioned the Celtic Supporters Trust, who this week, and I had to laugh at this, Jeanette Finlay, uh, who I suppose is, is their equivalent of what I was for the Rangers Supporters Trust, except uh, I'm slightly more feminine. Um, she stood up at the, and I loved this, she said, why can't we be friends, basically? Uh, because then the supporters and the, the club could get together and fight the establishment and I thought, Jeanette Finlay, senior lecturer at Glasgow University, stands up and asks Lord Reid, former Home Secretary, to help her fight the establishment. And I thought, later on that day, in her house, I believe her kettle turned round and said to her, her pot, <laughs> yeah, you're a bit dark, you know? Uh, just pathetic. Well, it bearing in mind, they've, they've also had, I think the, the last chairman was an ex-member of the, the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of the England. Bank of England, yeah. Nuts. <laughs> will this yeah. strike go ahead, Scott? I don't think it will happen. Um, I don't know if they're trying to force Celtic into but will they be re- Now they've, they've said to the SFA, it's, it's back as a be, haven't they? What I would say is, if the strike was held on Saturday, this is going to be bigger than Scotland. You're talking about all over Europe all of our FIFA and UEFA they'll be talking about this Celtic can't I think they'll back down there's no way they can go ahead with this because there'll be investigations galore Celtic will need to be publicly rebooked for this there would need to be a genuine punishment um, so who's, who's got an idea for a punishment? Put them in stocks and pelt them with excrement at the gates of the city where yes. would we get said excrement? Do we have to produce our own? I'm just asking I'm just well, any, I'm sure any, any mad doggy lady's got a, yes. a, a pocket full of it Producer Chris once uh, referred to me very accurately as a strange, prissy little man, so I don't particularly like even my own um, defecation. So I, I might, I might just contend. David, a recession is on. I am sure there'll be entrepreneurial types who would supply me with a peddling feces. Peddling feces. I think this conversation is yes. a lot of shite. So sensible punishment should Celtic be docked points, or should they be told that any further breaches will result in multiple game touchline bans for yes. uh, their management? Sliding scale, escalating. Tell them what it is. Any more of this? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, in Scotland, Celtic are, believe it or not, the establishment club. Oh no! So yeah. it's actually, we all know that. It's very difficult. How, how does the establishment punish the establishment? I, I, I just don't see where they're going to go with this, Mark. I would think. In fact, I would almost hope that uh, if you look at Dermot Desmond, the power that man wields, um, both at Parkhead and also in, in Ireland. This is a guy who hasn't attended the last two uh, Celtic AGMs. This time because he was attending a conference about golf in Ireland. And he must be looking at himself and saying, what have I got into here? He's not. He never went to a Celtic game until he bought the club. And he must be looking and going, why are we getting dragged into this tripe that we can't win? You know, conspiracies about referees and all the rest of it. In the real world, this shite doesn't happen. Why have uh, Lowell and Reid got me in, me and Celtic into this position? It's time to clear the, the stables. I think the problem is that he is actually Irish, which makes it very hard for him to understand. <laughs> he can't identify with the pseudo Irish. Okay, that's yeah. enough time spent talking about this lot. We're going to get back to the actual football because uh, the champions rolled on with another three points. It was my birthday on Saturday. It was. Uh, Happy birthday. How old were you, David? Thank you very much. I, I, well, I don't want to say because my birthday's on Facebook. Uh, Mark just touched my hand there as a sort of gesture of... It was a bit of commiseration because nobody loves a fairy when he's 40. Yeah. <laughs> says a man from, from deep and, and personal experience there. Uh, no, I, I'm in my early 30s still, Fraser, but I don't want to say that in case anybody nicks my bank details and nicks the last 20 quid I've got in my account. Nobody's ever going to guess what your PIN number has been a Rangers fan. No, no absolutely. It doesn't involve 
One Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to have to go. It's uh, 1691, actually. Um, but yeah, I was 33. And I know I don't like it, but uh, I'll save the car. I was quite nice when you touched my hand. I quite enjoyed that. Do you want Fraser Knight to maybe? It's in the wrist action. Yeah. We, could, we could all link hands later on and, no. and offer up a prayer. Please, to God, no. Offer up a prayer to God, or as I prefer to call him, me. Anyway, we went to Rugby Park on Saturday. We did. Uh, and Scott very kindly, not to make this uh, too much of a, a sort of love into me. Uh, well, yet, but uh, Scott got me the eighty nine ninety away white kit for an uh, admiral kit for my birthday, so that was worn and has become a lucky kit because we were shite. Uh, yes. Come on, it was very good, and we got three points. Strange day out, wasn't it? It was. One of the highlights was probably the roll and bun on the way home. Yeah. We stopped in a wee bakeries and got absolutely smashing buns. The actual football, what can you say? David, David actually said that Lafferty was... The least bad player that's again, probably, that's, again. That's the second, yeah. you know, second time in three weeks that Lafferty's been the least bad player. <laughs> well worth that three and a half million. Quid. Absolutely. I'm very disappointed that you were at Killing. You never asked one of those attractive ladies that work in the the pie stalls if she had a hot pie. <laughs> well, we didn't get anyone near the pie stall because the queue was enormous. Yes. And then at half time, we were thinking about it. And then these uh, these daredevil types were parachuting in um, yeah. from the. Uh, they, they were a member of the armed forces, so we stood oh there. Oh dear, oh dear, that more triumphalism, just, more, just to make Celtic look bad. More triumphalism, and the thing is, all the fans are standing there, Rangers fans were very much behind the armed forces, as is this podcast mm. in all seriousness, but there is a certain element that when you see guys are, are doing that power parachuting in, you know, with a backpack thing to control it, yeah. you do want to see if one of them lands in the stand. Right? Yeah. And they, they, not in a bad way, you just want to see, and they all made Yes, well, I think that some of our more militant <laughs> comrades <laughs> yes. out there may take this as an unwarranted attack in the armed forces. No, no, that, I was, that was David. Only. I, I was delighted yes. to see that they all reached there. Uh, to be honest, David, the game wasn't sold out though, so it seemed a bit OTT to me. Yeah, you know, just pay him, guys. You don't need to do that. Yeah. But it was it was excellent to see. And fair play to the Kilmarnock fans who joined us in a, a good tribute to to the armed forces. But for the game itself, right, Scott, you defended them all day on on Saturday, and you were wrong then, and you're wrong now, Ricky Foster. Uh, never. Yes, you did. Our foz was absolutely awful. It was like playing. If you are going to get Mark's waving his hand and he wants to crack his wiki Waston, I'm not going to let him. Yeah, that was. He, he was. was he his face. face, yeah. Right. He was rubbish. Our was rubbish. They were all rubbish. Except... Lafferty was decent. Lafferty was decent. McGregor was generally good. One bizarre save that looked up over his head and almost went in. Yeah. The rest of them, it was just something wrong. We can't pass the ball. There's no pace. There's no creativity. Kelly just basically romped the game, except for defensive awfulness. Fraser, uh, now we know that you hang about with Stevie Davis and uh, you're his chess partner. So tell us what's up with Stevie at the moment. He's just. He's not <sighs> I've got no idea. I thought maybe he should have grown a moustache for November just to make him look slightly more uh, Ulster Protestant. That might have, that might have helped him a Have you read my book? There's a whole section in that, in my <laughs> right. book, about how all Ulster Protestant men should have moustaches. Well, I, I think there's a school... That's why I've never warned Kyle Lafferty. I think there's a school of thought that says Stevie Davis should have a mouser come, uh, come Wednesday I night. will second that. In fact, see when we draw up the official policy documents of the Heartland Podcast yeah. with our demands um, before Mark will release any of his hostages, then yeah. that'll be on it. That, that Stevie Davis must grow Does a mouser. Stevie what, Davis has... Is that what Cammy has, by the way? Grown a mouser? No, his basement... No, no, he's far oh. too old and fat for Mark. All right, for Mark's um, Cammy has changed his profile. Uh, regular uh, listeners will know that uh, our, our regular guest Cameron Bell likes to put his Facebook pictures of oh, hugging men, generally men who I would say are out of his league, but he, he was told last week by me that he had to change his, his... He was suspended from the pod because he put up a picture of someone from X Factor who wasn't Kate, uh, who wasn't Wagner, and uh, he's now changed it to him hugging Sir David of Weir. Which we can't really say anything about, can we? 
Uh, I think it was really nice of uh, Sir David Weir to go to the, the kind of Fats Barker Awards 2010. Yes. And Make a wish foundation. Yeah, yeah, that's the Captain Rangers. That's the kind of behaviour we want to see. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like, yeah. You go out there and you help fat-trapped homosexuals. We, we yeah. appreciate that. But back to the seat again. We're kind of talking way off in tangents because the game itself. Stephen Davis. We were very poor. Yes, I thought Stephen Davis is poor at the start of the season. Came into a game and he's just sunk into this malaise which seems to have affected the whole team. Um, the, the one player I thought stood out for a couple of reasons, Stephen Whitaker, going forward, superb. That boy cannot defend. Well, I think you're half right when you were saying <laughs> superb going forward and cannot defend. Uh, and I'll, I'll let uh, yeah. I'll let you decide what that is, Mark. It is a bit of a worry that collectively the players, the vast majority of them, seem to be off form. Does Walter take a bit of blame for this because the players were all in good form at the start of the season? He didn't chop and change the team. You know, we have a coterie of guys who are in the team all the time, uh, and now as one, they're going off form and picking up niggling injuries. No, I think it's entirely right. I'm a, I'm a great believer that, however you get them to the starting line, you should always play your best team every game, whether that's. He's still in the Cup or Manchester United in the Champions League. But what happens when the players are struggling for fitness? Kenny Miller's been a case in point. Kenny Miller did not play his usual game. We we, we could see in the second half particularly he was having to conserve energy. Um, I think it's been a fantastic effort for Kenny Miller and he's clearly uh, playing through the pain barrier at the moment. Well, just a, a kind of heart back to what I said. Maybe it might have been the first podcast of the season. Um, what's the, the last club that won a league championship with 13 or 14 players? Probably United in about 83. Yeah. And, you know, the re- the, there's a reason it was, twi- it was 27 years ago. It doesn't happen anymore and we're just seeing the consequences of that I think I think when we came off the pitch against Celtic we beat them far easier than anybody thought that was a romp mm. and since then something has gone it's like a switch has been turned the form is out the window and there's been a few tactical shifts which haven't helped the, well you, you were pointing on Saturday and I think you're spot on that we, we went to a sort of awkward looking 4-2-3-1 mm. formation uh, we we pitched John Fleck in, in the position I think most people would suggest he's played. Now, I don't want to pick on John Fleck, um, but yeah, he's too young for he's, it, but. in my opinion, he's nowhere near ready for first-team action because he has done nothing in any of his appearances. People will point to a penalty he won and scored against the United two years ago, but he has done nothing constructive. He didn't do anything wrong on Saturday, and I'm sure that the fact that people have been saying he's a talented player of the future, but at the moment, that boy does not deserve to be in the first team. Mm-hmm. Who, would you, who would take his place, David? Oh, to be honest, I think that Hutton um, is worth a shout and, and slightly amend the formation. You, if you wanted to play that four-two-three-one, you could play Kyle Hutton in there and shove Davis twenty yards further forward. The, the other flip side of that is, how is it going to get any good if he's going to be sitting on the bench? I agree with that, but surely you also have to earn. But that token, you can take anybody and put them in the first team on the grounds that they're not good enough yet, but they might get there. Well, yeah. Sasa Papach. Well, I think Sass is quite good. Yeah, but I think only through consistency of uh, selection. And, and Yeah, but this is like the Alex Ferguson mm-hmm. argument, isn't it? That they ha- everybody has to be given time because it takes some players time to, yeah. to, to come into the team and do well. If you look at Danny Wilson last season, Danny Wilson got in the team and instantly looked like a player. He made mistakes, he had bad games, but he looked like a player, he looked like he deserved to yeah. be there. I think, I think what David's saying is right. I think we saw Danny Wilson last season. You could instantly, a blind man could tell that there was a player in the making. I just don't see that with John Fleck. I don't believe that there's a future superstar of the game. I, I can't see it. He was overhyped. 
I think that was his, not his fault. It's not his fault at all. See the people saying that he was a Scottish Wayne Rooney? That did him yeah, no favours. Absolutely no favours at all. True, but you had guys like Walter Smith, Alan McCoyst, Ian Durant, Mark Hately see this guy play and, and say genuinely the best pros- prospect I've ever seen. But you had that at a time when they were under intense criticism for not bringing through any young players. And Fair I think enough. that this boy has been sacrificed at the altar of, look, we are actually bringing through you. I'm not saying John Flett, by the way, and I really sincerely hope he did, will turn into an, an excellent player for, for Rangers for Scotland um, but at the moment I don't see why he's in the first team mm. and it's not a case of saying he's not playing well it's not he's not playing well he's not doing anything uh, if you look at, at Saturday positive contr- nor negative yeah, yeah his contribution to the last two matches is neutral yeah has been nothing at all <laughs> he's, he's filled a jersey yeah. um, but you, you could say the same about Lee McCulloch at Broadfoot you absolutely you could know, but yeah. these guys have got a bank of evidence behind them to say that they should be in the team um, mm-hmm. And I, I do know what you're saying He's not going to get any better if he doesn't play But at the moment when you see guys like Hutton Wild Different positions I understand But in their fleeting appearances have done more to warrant getting in the side I think that we collapsed a bit after going to two at the back The 4-2-3-1 It was Adrian McCulloch He didn't suit their game um, Adrian's form got worse and worse Davis' form got worse and worse McCulloch seems to be carrying an injury Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that I don't We don't have the genuine width to play that kind of System, I don't think. And Cre- Naismith, sadly, his touch, and uh, he was bringing people into the game's awareness. It's, it's not quite there. And um, there was nothing wrong with the four. Well, it was basically a four-three-three. We started the season, and and uh, Edu McCulloch and Davis had licensed to roam. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with that. Well, you saw how well it worked at Parkhead second half. Is, actually, is there a point actually worth making that if you've got somebody of the talent? And potential of Vladimir Weiss at the club, he should start every game irrespective. Well, he's not again, and you know how overboard I went about. I mean, I mean, I, I, yes. I was trying to find out where he lived so I could go around, you know, with a, you know, with a, a box of chocolates and, and uh, one of Mark's gagging kits and mm-hmm. see if we could get to know each other better. But it hasn't really happened. He, he seems to have gone half on Saturday when he came on. He looked disinterested, mm. to be honest. Also shown inside every time now. H- however, maybe we're talking that up because we've got producer Chris here, of course, as commander fan, and, and maybe we should just be. There's no point. About Rangers because when you're getting beaten and the other team are far better, and then one of their defender decides single handedly he's going to hand you the three points with two incredibly stupid challenges for the penalty kicks um, to, to get us right back in it. No, I think the goalkeeper gave him a bit of assist for the first one. Yeah, uh, he certainly did. It was just it was self destruct But you must be sick of this big man. Oh. <laughs> I, interesting, a goalkeeper that played for Scotland during the week as well. Yes, mm-hmm. he did, uh, but. I suppose it's as good a time as any and better than most to touch on that that game. Um, Scotland versus Faroe Islands. What did you know our prediction last week that there'd be no Rangers players in the team? Why? Turned out to be true. I could not believe the minor thigh strain that all of our players all suffered of our just players before the game. Suffered. Uh, it was, it was a good exercise for, for Scotland. But it's Charlie Adam not as good as a Rangers player anyway just because we've all got a warm fuzzy feeling about how great yeah. he's doing at Blackpool. Yeah, they're doing, yeah, they're doing well. God, I hate Ian Holloway. I know you're not supposed to. I know everybody loves him. But Oi, you trying to say you hate Ian Holloway? Yeah, I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, he's got just a face I'd never tire of. Yeah. Like, he's the same but me, I'm sure. But yeah. I just cannot stand him. And I, I hate that he's developed a sort of man of the people persona. Which it's, is, like, it's like the bastard offspring of Tony Poulos and Chick Young yeah. oh yeah yeah I, I can see that Tony Poulos though you know Tony, the nude headbutt of James Beattie who still hasn't recovered there's nothing wrong with James Beattie's hip James Beattie is psychologically scarred after Tony Poulos in the nuddy headbutted him last season yeah. not in a pre-season I'm surprised he's not getting psychiatric counselling no absolutely uh, so Scotland game bit of a waste of time kill you I would like to say that I had a lovely day on Saturday. Thank you very Very much. enjoyable birthday. (laughs) Thank you for taking the credit for that. It was all you. But I filled up the car with petrol. Yeah, and the way it was. And took me to the game. I'll I'll grant you that. But 
as birthdays go, Rangers win 3-2 in what was a really good game, you know, to watch. I mean, we were rubbish, but it was a great game to watch. Rangers win 3-2. Um, one of my other mates supports the other team, so I get to be sort of, you know, condescendingly magnanimous about it. I mean, a dirty look off from here, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's that kind of patronising way that's mm-hmm. so much fun to go, oh, I thought you were unlucky, you wee diddy team that you mm-hmm. are. You know, the very Rangers and this beat them, you know, yeah. we could have, to, yeah. we could have honestly, we could where, have, where did you find all those really good players? Yeah, we yeah. could, ah, they're great. I mean, I would totally yeah. sign that guy that, you brought on after three or whatever yeah. and you know we're the best one in the world you could have played us and we'd have beat Kumar come on like Diddy team anyway it's still technically my birthday weekend Chris and Ollie to get upset with me um, from then on in Celtic lose a goal in the 94th minute of a game scheduled for 93 right against Dundee United whose manager hates Neil Lennon almost as much as we all do yes. and then Aberdeen lose at home and Xander Diamond <laughs> scores an own goal I mean Carol's bare weekend yes you know uh, Mark McGee says he just can't understand all the bad luck coming his way I think it's karma Mark Mark McGee former Spears of the Week winner well several times I think did, did Fraser not nominate him about 18 times one week good boxer yeah. Fraser isn't he Apparently so, yes. Yeah, yes. Dave, good, good, good boxer. So, so watch what you're saying, Scott. Uh, he can't believe that the run of bad luck they're suffering. I think it's karma, Mark. Having looked away from, from other football, because I've been watching the English games today, I've been watching some of the Italian games, and I've been following the fact that we'll have no game next weekend, is Mark McGee still in charge of Aberdeen? I believe so. Does that club have any pride at all? Plenty of pride, but no money to sack him, obviously. <laughs> and, no, <laughs> and no points. I mean, that no. must be the, the fifth, sixth defeat in the spin. I think they've got three points in the last 27 available. Is uh, walking, talking, vagina Paul Hartley fit? Because I thought he was going to be the enforcer that was going to lead Aberdeen back to the... I think he's going to enforce their journey to the first division. Uh, well, God, that Unless would be great. step in and we have league reconstruction. Yeah. See, if well, that happens, I'm going to question my establishment the credentials. Time, the second time yeah, I am, I'm going to resign. I am going to just put my bowler hat back in mm. and walk. I'm t- well, I'll be doing that in the summer anyway. Well, but uh, right, yes. you know, um, so a, a good weekend then for Rangers. We go three points clear. Uh, Celtic have made an absolute arse of themselves. By the time you come to listen to this pod, the league uh, could have stopped. We th- could be champions. Well, I think we should be in just yeah. perpetuity. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll just turn up at Ibrox and have a massive fives tournament. That'd be great. Wouldn't you it? have ten thousand fives teams. But you have to put down your jumper. I don't want to be in Dingwall's fives team no. unless he's going to go in goals. That'd be good. Yeah, uh, that would. Well, we've got four of us now, and we could bring in Cami. Cammy's good at football, actually. Is he? Yeah. He's fat, though. He's, he's, he's deceptive. Fat footballers, good ones. Jan Mulby. Pushkas. Pushkas, yeah. Ricky Quinn. <laughs> oh, Ricky <laughs> Quinn, remember? Oh, yeah. well, well done, just straight to the highest echelons of the game there, Fraser. Yeah. Kevin uh, Budanikis. Yes. Mark Yardley. Mark Yardley. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really haven't come up with a good fives team there, have we? No. With the guys yeah. we've mentioned. Bold footballers. Attilio Lombardo. Johnny Metgod. Johnny Metgod, yeah. The guy... Connor Sam, but doesn't he not shave his head? Teddy Mancini. Letchkov. He was rubbish. Letchkov. Letchkov. Yeah. yeah. What, was it, what was it doing in uh, St. Johnson? Was it Henry, Henry Hall? Henry Smith? Henry Hall, I think. Henry Hall. Yeah. Did he not have a chain of shops in Glasgow? He got a rolling sausage. Also had a band. Yeah. No, it was Henry Healy. Oh, right, sorry. He had the sausage, not the band. Well, well they might have been both, I don't know. <laughs> well, if he was in a band, he was in a trombone. He was in a 70s band, you know, it was free love. They were different who, did, who did he trombone? <laughs> we want to know then. Listeners, um, that's something on the Facebook. Scott, where can they find this, the Facebook? They can find the Facebook on thefacebook.thing.com.co.uk. That's yeah. Scott Steve Jobs Vandenacker there. Yeah. Uh, on the, the Heart and Hand page on the Facebook, we want you to go in and we want to tell us 
the best bald footballers and the best fat footballers of all time. And if someone can come up with a talented, fat, bald footballer, yes. then we will send them a prize. In fact, I'll tell them what we'll send them. We'll send them that Gafta's book. Yes. That we've been given. This is a book of the worst shite talked by commentators, and it's actually very funny. So that's the prize, right? If you can name a good, fat, and bald footballer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but we want to hear just fat and just bald. Okay, yes. and if you can tell us that, then we will send you the Gafter's book of utter commentator drivel. Okay, uh, and with that, we're going to move on to the Scott Vandenacker section. Yes, it's time for Spears of the Week. The Boston Red Sox, despite trying every single year, hadn't come close to a World Series. In generations. And then eventually, a light of recovery was was shoved into Boston, and the Boston Red Sox won. And the reason I say that, Scott, is because that is like you. When they won the World Series, it was like you picking up last week's Spears of the Week title. Now, admittedly, there was nobody else here. I was going to say that. Admittedly, there was three entries and all of them from you, but you still won. And that's the only comparison I think you make with Boston, because I I get the impression that it's just a kind of fake Irish hellhole. David, I'm upset, okay? Why, why is that? I'm pleased I'm the reigning champion. But I'm you pleased know, you, that I'm going to. But look you, who's, no, who's sitting on my Well, right normally side. Fraser would be a stick on, but, right, but oh. you gave me that top yesterday. Ah. So you're suddenly back there. Mark's not winning. I mean, I no. can tell you that right now. Good. I might actually judge this in who. Before we start this week's Spears of the Week, mm-hmm. and I just want to say to all of you, you're not allowed to say the Green Brigade because it's obvious, and you're not allowed to say Celtic FC. Ha, ah, Fraser. Every week you say the Celtic support and, and everyone goes, oh, good one, Fraser. No. Scott, how many Spears of the Weeks have you got this week? I have got three. Did I explain what the Spears of the Week was to new listeners? You didn't. Do you think we'll have any new listeners? Yes. We might have, we're getting more and more each week. Oh, yeah, exactly. Spears of the Week is an award we hand out for whoever's made the biggest tool of themselves uh, out with B&Q in Scottish football. Uh, it's named after Graham Spears, uh, who's now on Twitter, and it is just so embarrassing. It is honestly... Like they've let Joey Deacon loose <laughs> with Stephen Hawkins typewriter. Is it like the twerp on Twitter? It's the it's very much twerper. I think that, that we'd have to call him. So um, it's named in honour of Graham Spears. People asked this week, can Graham Spears be nominated for it? No, by definition, Spears he is constantly a twat, yeah. so he can't be. Thinking, David, should we think soon about changing the name of this award? As he slips further and further from relevance, I think there'll be younger podsters who simply won't know who he is. Lord Reader of the Week. Could be Lord Reed of the Week soon, yes. Baron Reed. Baron Reed of the Week. But no, that, that's more for the hypocritical twat award rather yeah, than the out now yeah. arsehole. Yeah, do you think renowned ex-communist... Uh, Sex-pesting... Sex-pesting. Allegedly. Yeah. Scotia. Yes. Hit me. In third place... I was thinking. No, you're not. You don't rank them. No. I meant Fraser's suddenly back favourite. Yeah, well, sorry. Um, this is actually sort of slightly topical with a certain team not too far from here, east end of Glasgow. A team in Japan called Omiya Ardija have been fined £150,000 for falsifying their gate figures and gate receipts <laughs> right. to defraud the tax man. They, <laughs> the figures are out by 100000 over the last three years. Just saying, if you can find teams for lying about their crowds, come on. But surely, Celtic thing is that they, they go the other way. They have <laughs> to pay more tax. You know, they're not they're not trying to save on tax. They're actually That's offering true. more because. Uh, but it's that supporters group we mentioned last week, the Green Seat Brigade. Green Seat Brigade. Thousands of them have been turning up every week this season. They're getting more and more militant. Okay. I should point out, you should go and listen to last week's pod if you haven't, and you'll hear Scott's most magnificent spears of the week last week. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but that one was a bit disappointing, Scott, because you were... It, it, last week with the... Did you hear that, Mark and Fraser? Did you hear last week's pod that... Don't listen to it, and no, I'm not on. That's a disgrace. That, do you know what they are? They're like players who, if they're not fit, don't go and watch the club. And instead tweet 
each other about buying a hat or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, and and they go out shopping with their wives. Do you know who you two are? You're Robbie Savage, right? You, you wear tight Dolce and Gabbana pants and have a, a, a bright orange wife. Wife mark is a woman that hangs about with you yeah. um, without a, you having taken a drug or first. We, we tend to regard ourselves as a quality control team. Well, d- well, David, I've got a plan. Quiz them. Quiz them from now on if they don't do well in the first five minutes. On, yep. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think we're going to have, like, you know how football clubs have a yellow jacket yeah. for the worst performer? Yeah. I think we'll have a, a, a Celtic mm. top. And if they don't yes. answer the questions properly, they're right. Good stuff. Okay, Scott, number two. Would have to be our friend, the utterly insane Balotelli, now of Man City fame. What did he do now? Well, firstly, he dumped his, his girlfriend by text just before she was about to go to Italian TV. So she went on tearfully and read out the text live <laughs> on Italian TV. He's, apparently, he's quite embarrassed. Then, after the Milan derby, he was out for dinner with the AC Milan, all the head honchos, including Galliani. Yeah. So they said in the paper, are you going to AC Milan? You're a big fan of AC Milan. And he said, no, I'm totally loyal to Man City. Until June. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I, I, if I was a Man City fan, I wouldn't get too used to him. I'll get his name in the back of your jersey. And I don't think I'm going to put. I like Mario Balotelli. He's yes. completely insane. Yes. Uh, I, my favorite. He broke into a girl's prison. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> Took his mate in, <laughs> and they said, "What are you doing here?" So I just thought you were my mate at prison, but it's an actual function in prison. A, a, a policeman stopped him. Um, um, because you know not that we have racist police in this country but they stopped a young black man in a very expensive motor and they said could you know turn out your pockets and he had five grand in his wallet and the policeman said why have you got five grand you know I'm very wealthy which <laughs> 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 I thought made perfect yeah. you know why have you got a stupid hat on why yeah. you stop me you know uh, right okay Manny yeah. Bartel is not winning it either because I quite like his okay. actions there. let's go for Rennie Osai Coffee then right go on this is what everyone usually says Oh, F off, you've made it You've made it up, that's right. exactly what I was now, thinking. This young gentleman is an Ajax player who's on loan to Almere City, okay? That's not a team. And I, should, I hadn't heard of Almere City either. I assume it's Dutch very, very low leagues. Do you think, guys, this is where he slipped up this league, that he, mm. he didn't have time to put in? Like, Google the name. Right, okay. He had a falling out with his teammate, Christian Gandu. They had a wee fisticuffs. It spilled into the car park. Gandhi to be, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be getting involved in fisticuffs. He's yes. letting the side down. The nappy was hard for training. <laughs> um, so they had the fisticuffs. It spilled over in the car park. So Rennie Osai Coffey said, hold on a second, went to his car and pulled out a gun, put it to Christian Gandhi's head and said, I'm going to blow your kind of head off. The, the fight then, it sort of, you know, but one side at that stage and the fight broke up. Threatened to pop a cap in his ass and shit. And Ajax then sacked him, saying the behaviour was inappropriate. It makes you wonder, that's an interesting terminology, that behaviour is inappropriate. So maybe if he just pistol whipped him with the butt of it, well that was appropriate for, for what had happened. Stabbed him? Yeah, that's fine, that's fine right, but inappropriate to threaten with a gun. So okay, the, those are Scott's entries. Mark, if we can hear your uh, sort of token consolation for you for being here, Effort. Well, I think I've actually got quite a good one, especially... You as always it, do, but... Especially as it concerns Sean Dillon, who scored the, the goal at Parkhead. Oh, a good friend the of late, the show. Late, late, late show. show. For those of you who don't take a keen interest in Scottish football, this gentleman's... Yeah, I've made it 36 minutes into the 15th episode of this pod. <laughs> Has pre- a hitherto undiscovered, but I'm sure huge audience. Anyway, Sean Dillon scores against Celtic. Celtic dropped two points. <clears throat> this gentleman has scored two goals previously this season, both of them OGs. I've had two on goals already this season, so that is me on minus one now. <laughs> uh, what you're asking me, in essence, Mark, is to name as Spears of the Week the biggest twat in Scottish football over the last seven days, out with, obviously, Lord Reid, as a guy who scored a 93rd-minute equalising <laughs> goal against Celtic. 
Can I nominate Mark Dingwall <laughs> for this week's the, Spears of the so, Week? Sorry, sorry, you're missing the point. This dude is such a twat, and he scored the last minute winning. Uh, well, not winning, but essentially. essentially we, cheated, we cheated it as a yeah. victory goal. And uh, wasn't it highly amusing how you didn't even hear the final whistle on the Radio Scotland coverage of the game? Were they crying? <laughs> they just immediately went to, and uh, there's been a uh, the third round of the Scottish Cup today, and uh, three three Rovers have done quite good. And, uh, <laughs> embarrassed Airdrie a bit. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, so we've heard those two, well, pitiful entry from Mark, but uh, we've heard Scott's so it's entry, and now, Fraze, if you'd like to furnish it with the winner. Well, uh, you do know I like to go for the popular choice. You do. And this week's no different. I think a lot of that is down to the fact you don't do any research. Possibly. Right, okay. <laughs> Can, but, you get, can you get raffles to do it for you? Uh, well, uh, what is the point, honestly, of, of being the pod Fauntleroy, right, and not getting your minions to do your job for don't you? Don't ask him what he keeps his manservant for. We don't want to go there. No, but, was, but the guy that took his... Footman or butler. Surely the guy that took his airmine coat could just go and use his <laughs> iPad to discover some stories. That's true, yes. You know, he could be like you and put in small boys' cocks in China's. Yes, well, that's true. But David, you just can't get the staff these days. Absolutely. Okay, mate, if you just tell us in your populist choice. Well, uh, it's it's the Lurgan bigot. The <laughs> wee angry Tim. The text pest extraordinaire. Neil, Lenny, deranged, lemon, like you and me, he's a provo to Lennon. Oh. What's he done? But, he was well, talking to Mark there when he said provo Because there is an old adage that revenge... Neil Lennon is a twat. That revenge is <laughs> no. a dish best served cold. Yes. And Mr. Peter Houston, I think, is perhaps the greatest exponent of that this <laughs> yes. weekend. Peter Houston hates him, doesn't he? Uh, he must just have loved that. Well, interestingly, I heard the, the post-match interview because, like Mark, when I heard that there's, you know, the 80 text messages coming in, I turned on Radio Scotland, and uh, it was Peter Houston, and he said uh, immediately, he's like, oh, I'll be sucking lemons tonight. And I went, you'll be sucking his what? <laughs> and then I realised he was actually referring metaphorically to getting the grin off his face. So I take it the, 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 the post-match managerial wine uh, in, in Celtic part that was Neil Lennon going, that's not fair. Uh, that, that, that Neil Lennon's bucky must have tasted yeah. so sweet for Peter that day. Sour grapes in the wine. Uh, Chateau time. sour grapes. Okay, uh, the winner is in a shock that nobody was expecting. Scott, you've retained. Excellent. Although was, I it, was it Rennie? Was it Rennie Coffee? I, I, it was Rennie Coffee, but I think it was the fact that you, last week, if you like, was like a, a, a 4-0 win at Pataudry, yeah. um, whereas this week was like yesterday's, you know, just nicking it against Kilmarnock. So just, just to know that for future, I expect a better performance next David, week. David, how many testicle-related sign stories do you expect me to get? Well, Scott, you've, you're the one who set the bar for yourself. Okay, okay. Do you know what I mean? You're, okay, you're going to okay. have to do that. But thanks, okay, anyway. Okay, then, and we'll move on to the final section this week, which is a preview of the Manchester United game. Manchester United at Ibrox. Uh, Manchester United haven't played well by common consent yet, haven't lost this season. Uh, so, how are we going to do? Man United by common consent are second in the English Premiership on goal difference. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure them being as bad as some people are making out is, is necessarily true. I mean, they're winning. Uh, and drawing a lot, to be fair. And drawing, um, but not losing. No, they're say. not. They haven't lost all season. We've also got a few key injuries. Obviously, the Ballon d'Or favourite, um, Moe Du, is missing. From Wednesday night's game, as opposed to being missing from the last couple of weeks' games, when he's been. What about Nizi? Yeah, some Messi, you see. At least he's been there. Hey, at least he's hey. not cried off with some fake broken leg or whatever. Moe do 
has got a it's spleen a injury. Like me and you. Bagheera, going to be a big yeah, miss. Yeah, he's going to be a massive miss. I, I think the problem for me, Fraser, is that next week we're going to be lining up with basically whoever is fit. Correct. And uh, I remember before the away leg, I was super positive and really up for it. And listening to Scott being a curmudgeon was, was, was laughable at the time. But now I just can't disagree with him at all. I'm really not... Not not looking forward to it, but it's now becoming more of a let's go along and have a sing song and see what we can do rather than yes. I'm looking forward to this to go and take them on. They have improved a wee bit, Mark. I know you're quite uh, you're quite friendly with, with a couple of the guys who are involved in the, the Manchester United fanzines down there. Um, they must be fairly confident coming into this game. I think they are. The uh, the only thing they've got is that there's uh, been a few hiccups for United, but I suppose that's all all relative. We've got our injury worries and I think the our squad was fairly threadbare at the, the weekend so there's a, a bit of a worry there and uh, there's also I think that unpleasant feeling been hanging over us is you know do we get a real hammer and I said before my, my big uh, line has been that we don't get beat 4-0 because I just think if you look at the, the standings and the tables you know it might just come down to mm-hmm. come down to that Man United score early I don't know. It's to, to be fair, I think Valencia are a, a team that the type of team that we don't like playing against. Fast, skillful, aggressive ball, attacking. Yeah. They keep the ball. Man U, slightly different story. Yeah. Uh, could be a wee bit more British style. Could suit us a wee bit. What worries me a little bit is Manchester United have introduced the last few weeks when I think they were looking still. They've introduced some guys like Obertan that are coming in and giving them a little bit extra. Um, and I think in Hernandez, they've finally got a natural finisher. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. at some of the way that the guys put the ball away, he is yes. you know, just utterly adept at finding ways to get Absolutely. the ball away. And yeah. Nani is no longer terrible. No, he's, he's, his first name isn't Poon anymore, does exactly. it? Exactly. You know? Can I be positive though, David? I, well, I would I'll love just, it. This, this would be... Ones, yes. You can tape it, don't worry, it's fine. Um, I, you, as Scott Van Den Acker proves, he does understand yeah, the concept of the podcast. Yeah, I, I think that Bursa will get pumped. That's the point in Spain, which means at the end of the game, win or lose, we will be five points ahead and with one game left. I think the Europa spot is safe, and I don't think it will matter if we go at them and lose three two. I can't see Barca Sport picking up any points, and I think we could maybe take the game to them and have a bit less fear in our game because I I can't see the result in Spain being bad for us. My concern is who in the team do we have at the moment that is going to that's capable of taking the game to Manchester yeah, United? I'd agree that's, with that. That's Vice and Davis on it. In an attacking sense, Vice and Davis are the keys to unlocking them if anyone can. I think there's also, you've got to look at the how we played in Manchester, and then towards the end of that game, we didn't let them build up any momentum from midfield coming forward, which is you know where they like to attack from. When, in the second half, they started to do us a bit of damage with cross-field balls. Now, if we play the same way that we played on, on Saturday against Kelly and let them get that kind of uh, advantage over us, then, they, as Davey pointed out, they've got people that will finish rather more ruthlessly than, than Kelly or some of the other teams we play uh, do. I think as well that what would concern me slightly is that Ferguson is not going to make the same mistake with team selection. I'm not saying he's going to put out his best 11, but he'll certainly put out 8 or 9 of them. Are they through tomorrow? If they beat yeah. Wednesday, if they beat us? And also, but more importantly, I think he was stung by the criticism he got down mm-hmm. south. It was unnecessary. He didn't need to take it. Uh, he did He did underrate Rangers, um, no matter what he said before or afterwards, he did. But uh, I think, more importantly, apart from that, and I think we will give them a good game, incidentally. I think the fans, you know, with the, the back of the fans will see to that. But I, I also think that United will not be surprised. They were surprised by those tactics. They expected us, I'm, I'm sure, to be a bit defensive. But as, the sheer scope of the way we played surprised them. As were Valencia in the home leg. Yeah, 
they weren't expecting us to line up with that, but I think you saw with Valencia over there that they were. Yeah. They'd worked out what to do in yeah. the two weeks in between. And I, I think Ferguson will have done that. So it's, it's, it's really a bit frustrating to earn the pod in such a kind of low-key... Well, I have got a, a wonderful... Well, before we come to that... Important to bear in mind anything as possible. Yes. And, well, you know, let's go and do it. Well, a couple of things. A couple of things. One, uh, I would like to, first of all, get a prediction. We'll just go around the table quickly. I hate... I hate... Betting against my own team or predicting against my own team, and I'd be happy to have uh, a one-all draw. Fraser, two-one Rangers. Uh, score draw. I think one each as well, actually. So if it does come off, uh, and I've predicted all our results in the Champions League correctly this season, apart from the three-nil, which is a bit like saying every boat I've sailed didn't flow apart from the Titanic. I understand, but uh, it did happen. What did you predict for that? I said 2 0 Valencia. <laughs> and I was a goal out. It was that bastard in the last minute, don't yeah. you? Mm. I didn't bet on it, you know, obviously, yeah. but uh, you don't bet against your own team, do you? No. What are we all doing next weekend? I was going to go to football. No, you're oh. not. That's what I'm saying. Oh. So, what are we going to do? I am going to go down to Mart's cellar uh, and, and take my pick of some of those kind of um, Lithuanian hitchhikers. Okay. Are they de- decomposed? Decomposed? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay, fair enough. Well, you would be as well. You know, you're not expecting a visitor. You know, you won't have a time for a shower. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, I'm going to go out and uh, you know how I've got this room of being a kind of strange, prissy little man? Yes. Uh, I'm actually going to buy an umbrella stand. Oh, get an elephant's, elephant's foot one. Foot. Well, no, I've, I've seen... No, I can't even tell you what I've seen, but... Um, <laughs> What we would like then... Why is it so outrageously homosexual that you can't even say on air? It's honestly... It's John Inman would look at that and go, (laughs) no, after actually seeing your umbrella stand, Edgar, I'm going to have to go out and attend a WWF event. It's that gay. It's it's pretty gay. Um, it's in the West End, the shop oh, next to the Aga shop. I mean, need I say any more? What's it made? Is it is it made out of hessian or some sort of? No, like, it's it's not. It's not quite as bad as that. Yeah, but uh, hand weaved by Zanzibari. <laughs> well, yeah. we want to to hear on the Facebook the Facebook the, what uh, you'll be up to next weekend. Seeing you can't do that, and let, let's hear some fun stuff. Let's hear about people that are going to go climbing Ben Nevis or. You know, throwing poor, sti- poor ben. throwing sticks at priests or any of that punching sort of a stuff. Pape. Punching yeah. a pape, you know, Sinks just a nice swimming. Uh, a nice swimming. I'd like to point out for any now by mouth observers who'll be listening in uh, that Fraser's referring to a comment by uh, Cardinal O'Brien where he said that at the weekend there's many people in Scotland like to go out and punch a pape, um, which was news to the people of Scotland. Uh, well, it was a good idea. Yeah, but it's still news to yeah, the people it was of Scotland. News to us, yeah. yeah, it was odd that it came from the Cardinal though that yeah. he suggested we should we should be doing that. I took it as an instruction. Yeah, I know. When when did your case come up? Yeah. Um, Stuffed on marks. We want to hear on the Facebook, which is heart and hand on facebook.com, uh, <laughs> for those who didn't know, uh, that we want to know what you'll be doing next weekend. We also want to hear your entries for the Fat Ball Footballer Quiz. And you can get in touch with us, if you so wish. Um, so far, it, it seems to be mainly um, Mentals and Tims who yeah. email. Everybody else goes on the Facebook, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll 300 people this week. Yeah, we're up to... 1,300 And they can't all be our mates Because I mean A you don't have any What what we're going to do For the 390th next member Mm, When we get to that Magical number Oh god yeah Right There will be a prize If we get 390 Because we've said for a while That 390 more members From this date And for no other reason With no other significance No no um, To have 1,300 members When we got there And got 390 For no reason That would be a special day So when we get to that member There will be a prize for that They can go walking with Mark Um, But they won't be walking back no, no, they won't be walking for days yeah. uh, once they're finished. <laughs> but Gordon Reid got owned again, didn't he? He did, he did. Uh, actually, there's two things we want to say on the on the pod. Uh, Billy McGinty, stop going round after Scott's pods and licking his arse. You will never win another competition again. Keep doing it. You know, it's fine, you know. Made uh, up name. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Mrs. Vandenacker. Yeah. This is what I wanted to bring up. A young bear 
called Cammy Christie. Yes. Posted on the Facebook this week that he was listening to last week's pod at school surreptitiously uh, in class. Right, so scarily we're affecting the youth of tomorrow. I didn't know that they were listening. As, as I say, at the start of this, I thought it would be Arthur, your wife, my mum. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, which class was it? Was it like you know, like sexual orientation and all that? No, he doesn't go to no, like, he doesn't go a Catholic school. Um, <laughs> no, right. He goes to a proper one, so he'd be getting okay. taught staunchness or, or woodwork. Moustache grown. Yeah, and Cammy was sitting listening to the pod and then laughed out loud during the tight scrotums bit. <laughs> Um, caught by teacher Caught by teacher And he got And it, this is how he put it A punny hey. He got a punny Now Scott Van Der Acker's wife How does she earn a living Scott? Teacher's She's people. a teacher And yeah. I'm desperate For one of her kids To get a punny Because she walks up And goes What are you listening to? I'm laughing at your husband Talking about my tight scrotum <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What? And that's yeah. the dream So if there's any pupils out there Because let's be honest It's a fairly I don't think there's too many teachers in the education system in Scotland with that name. No, certainly not. So if you're listening to it in her class, right, we want her to tell you that it's been your, her husband talking about your tight scrotum that has got you a punny. And a shout out to her colleagues, uh, by the way, William Floyd and Chris Mackay. Um, and if you see any kids listening to Heart and Hand, give them a big thumbs up. <laughs> but not, but not, but I no, Protestant <laughs> school, don't worry, yeah. we, we, we got the message. Okay, no uh, such thing as a Protestant school. <laughs> That's true. Non-denominational, of course, yes. Mark. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, okay, I'd like to just go around the room then and thank my guests uh, for turning up this week. It's uh, Mr. Mark Dingwell. It's been lovely. Fraser the Mutilator Martin. Thank you very much indeed. And of course, Spears of the Week, two week in a row champion. You win it one more time, mate, you get to keep... Actually, if you win it one more time, we'll rename it. I'm liking this. Right, if you win it one more time, and we'll let the listeners pick the name. Okay, the heat is on. No? The heat is on. So, Scott, thank you. As to believe. I'm David Edgar. I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Osborne. I would also ask you all to buy the Heart and Hand theme tune. But more importantly, Mark's got his case coming up. Yep. We've hired Atticus Finch. I don't think it was him. Well, no, I'm hoping it wasn't. Those um, pesky kids all lied. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Again. Uh, Fraser's, <laughs> Fraser's Butler could be paid for by a week. It's the children in need. And you can download the Heart and Ham feature. It also works out quite well because a bloke on the Facebook said that he was in Tesco and a guy's mobile went off. And it was, uh, he walked over and went, do you listen to Heart and Hand? And, you know, he probably made a friend for life. So on iTunes, if you download the Heart and Hand theme tune, and I would like to thank Chris Osborne, our executive producer in London, Mr. Mike Lee, Mr. Paul Myers, I'm David Edgar, and I will talk to you all next week. Enjoy your week end off. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by X Factor Predictor, the Facebook app that knows who's going home before they do. Get the inside track on next week's X Factor at xfactorpredictor.com or search for X Factor Predictor on Facebook. Can we call them the snort or platoon? No, you can't call them anything. <laughs> That's not funny either. Snorter Platoon. Snorter Platoon. Mr. Huffy Puffy. No, Mr. I've got some quality control about the. You've never had before. Mark, you're not, Mark, you're not here for the humour, right? You're here because you're sinister and you scare people, and anybody who listens to the pod remembers at night that there are monsters in this world. I totally denied that in court. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They, can't, they can't make it stick on you. <laughs> you spend one month in the register and everybody thinks you're a bad guy. This is a Playback Media production. Guess all the associated links for this podcast at ibroxrocks.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at 
Social Podcast Network.